evening and welcome to the Laugh at Monkey Music Show. Today we're on Virgin Seal singer David DeFay. How are you? Greetings. I'm well. And you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Been a fan of All you right. guys. Dig your music. I think you guys are a lot different than a lot of other artists. And you stayed true to who That's you true. are since which is like 82. Um, yep. I love that you stay in the realm with the, 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 the organ and the, the, the early classic rock deep vocals, haunting melodies and lyrics, and it's, and it's still very visual. I think there's room, my long intro, I think there's room for all types of different styles of music as I listen to. But what, what, in this genre though, I love this. I love what you're doing. I love the creativity. It's like, it's a, um, and some people don't get it. Some people think it's like, that's, I can't relate to that. It's not modern. Like I get it. It's, it's because part of it, I think is, it's theater. And it's a package. Yeah. Yeah. It's we're modern. <laughs> when all, most of the bands had exactly the same. We lose the same right. rigs and whatnot. It's modern. <laughs> but okay, you're whatever. Well, <laughs> it's you know, I'm... I I agree. Yeah. That's and, and I think that's what's not unfair. meant to be. No, but it's unfair that I think, and that's my point is, when I see not modern. Obviously, we're not. I'm not talking like way back in the day. I'm saying modern as it has to be like X amount of beats on Spotify, a hit machine. I'm saying it's not what is the, 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 the hit of the week. I think people should check you guys out that have oh, it. Oh, no, we don't want to. That's what, yeah, I'm saying people, more people should be aware of you now. Right. Yeah, they're aware of us. You know, they, they, we are on, on Spotify and, and whatnot. Uh, and people, you know, slowly come around to things. And uh, with each record we've ever done, we've reached new, younger people. So something's going on. I think that's great. Have you, when did you notice the biggest difference in the age difference? Are you like, 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 like probably like parents, like moms and dads bringing their sons and daughters, probably like, I know a lot of BS talk about how cool it is to have the generations kind of really kind of start creeping into the shows. Yes. Yeah, some of that goes on, obviously. Yeah. Uh, other, other young people just discover it and then maybe turn their folks onto it or their folks will still hate it, whatever. Who knows what the story is? <laughs> you know? I, I, I don't know. But you know what, you know, what we do is, uh, is, is what we do. It's, um, it's got the theater in it. It's got um, classical music elements in it. It's got metal. It's got the blues. It's got a little bit of all yeah. sorts of stuff in this uh, mixture that makes uh, Virgin Steel tick. It's all the things that you know we grew up with and that we are still uh, absorbing new things that that go on, new things in classical music, new things in in where whatever in art in general. You know, in life. You know, we can't can't sit there and say, oh yeah. I'm still 14 years old and I'm going to write music like that. You know, it doesn't, doesn't work that way. You know? Well, not if it's not organic. No, it's hard. I mean, I mean, but one of my favorite things about this is, in, in, is and I love original sounds and like you and, and like, like in Edward, the guitar tone with your voice and the melodies. It's so original. Like there's nothing else out there. And, and, you. and you're welcome. It's, it's, and I mean, it's a, the ultimate compliment. There's something about your melodies. It's, it's almost criminal that more people don't know some of those melodies you've done. You know, I'm like, this is really good. Like, and the tone, it's not just the melody or just the lyrics. I mean, your lyrics are good too, but I'm saying just vocally, those are not the normal you. melodies you're hearing. And, and there's no work with those songs. The, thanks, man. That's most of it arrives from the uh, piano and then the voice, you know, and uh, uh, I like to use a lot of chords and progressions that are not normally found in, in metal and whatnot, so uh, it, it gives the music another 
another dimension. You know, it's not all riff based, even though there are riffs, it's more harmonic progression based. That's how the music works. Yep. Has it changed at all? Like, obviously, you all your voice changes. Has it changed your songwriting with your voice too? Or have you kind of changed your songwriting anyhow and your voice is just following along? You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes people's voices, like not everyone has that Sammy Hagar voice that just like, it's like tears the blood off a ball. I mean, I think your voice is the same, but I'm saying people, other singers would be like, I think my voice is changing, you know? I mean, voices do morph and develop and go different ways along the along the way. And, you know, one one year you, you might be doing one thing that's, oh, that's real easy now. And, and then the next year it's not. And something else that was difficult is, is, is back in. You know, it's strange with the right, voice. Right. It's, it's muscle, you know. But, yeah, I don't really write uh, for the voice. It's, it's, it's not an afterthought. But I'm always thinking about just from a musical standpoint, where is the music going to go emotionally and structurally? harmonically and then lay the, the melody on that. And I just say, okay, I've written this thing. Now I have to I have to come to grips with putting the vocal on and how am I going to deal with this? And then I'll, you know, I'll uh, you know, I'll beat myself up to get what I want out of out of the voice and out of my body, you know, for for the for the record, whatever it might have to have to do. Yeah. Um luckily it's it's uh it's still flexible and, and can do a lot of different things. So um I utilize those things and I let, I let the voice go where, where it wants to go, but the music really is just, you know, is the music, is the emotion. What am I saying musically? What am I saying lyrically? And then the voice has to adapt to that on this new record. Um, it's a more, it's a very violent record. So the voice took a very violent uh, turn on this record okay. more so than this the, is some, a, some other. So, so, I'm sorry, but um, let me speak over you. For people that aren't aware there's a new album coming out, Yep, uh, there it is. <laughs> and so we're talking about that. It's a pre-release. Is coming. When is it coming out? The name of the album is "The Passion of Dionysus." Great name. Great. And it has to do obviously with the god Dionysus. And uh, two tracks already on, on on iTunes too. If people are curious. Yeah, there are several uh, singles. There's uh, another one that's due out tomorrow, I think. The uh, nice. yeah. Black Earth and Blood excited. is the actual shortest one on the record. And there are two that arouse spiritual warfare and uh, the Gethsemane effect. They're already out there. Uh, and then and, and the whole album comes out on the 30th. Okay. That's awesome. I already have it in my queue, so I just wasn't sure. Because sometimes the dates change. And, you know, streaming is so weird. I, I, I never depend on it for anything because yeah. The albums are sometimes different. Like you ever see, like it'd be like one band, and you go to see it, and you're like, and also it's like a like a techno band, it's like a metal band, a techno band have the same name, and also you'll see that also in their albums or something. So I don't have a lot of faith in um, dates. So, uh, but anyway, please talk to me about this album. Sorry, it's sidetracked. This album. <laughs> it should be out on the thirtieth. I think the label has uh, taken every precaution, so it all should work. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it does. It, it does sound heavy, and I think. And usually, like, what's happened is, which is interesting, because I do talk a lot of artists and different types of music, and with the COVID, and a lot of bands have had time to sit down and, and write their songs. And some of their albums sound a little different. They feel like they've done some of their best albums. From what I hear, it doesn't, I mean, it sounds your albums are always good, but it feels like I don't think COVID changed anything of you. I think you've kind of had your own pattern, and you kind of just kept trucking. And COVID was just happening... <laughs> And it, it didn't really affect me 
Uh, personally, I mean, yes, yeah, some friends of mine got ill and, and, and whatnot. And, uh, but even uh, it's not something matter, though. But yeah, that's it. Didn't it didn't affect my way of life? It didn't affect what I was doing because I'm always in the studio. I'm always writing. I'm always doing something musical or creatively. So I just I just dove in even deeper. While that was going on, we did we managed to do this um, this massive box set that had five discs in it, three new ones and two reissues. So and then while that was going on, I was writing what this record also and uh and we just went from that into tracking the new record and also tracking the record that's going to be out after this so i did a lot of writing i just you know wow. a lot of writing and a lot of videos we did uh several documentaries uh one was about that five disc box set mm -hmm. uh, one was about one particular record in there called gothic blue anthems and one we went back and we did like a movie thing documentary about visions of eden an earlier record you know, uh, and um, then we did, I think it was like 11 song clips from, from all that stuff. So there was a lot of, uh, yeah, it was a lot of action going on, even though we weren't out doing gigs and stuff, there was still, you know, a plethora of things to do. And there is, and I just want to put a, an extra thing I want to throw out there. People check out the social media, because I've seen some of these stuff already up on your YouTube page. So go to the YouTube page also. I'll have the link for all the stuff underneath the show on, where if you're listening to it or streaming it or viewing it, on YouTube or listen to it underneath the link, click on it afterwards and go to the site and support the artist. I always say that. Cool. Buy, buy directly from the artist. If you're at a show, buy from the artist. If you can buy it even directly from the artist, not at the show and beat the venue and save the 30% uh, hit, me <laughs> on, hit, me, hit me on charge. You don't have to say <laughs> it. I can say it. I'm not an artist. <laughs> uh, it makes me crazy. Um, like, I'm sorry, I don't get a tangent. I'm gonna sound like uh, Eddie Trunk about the Hall of Fame. It's, it's, it's so, so horrible that they do that. Um, I, I agree with Eddie Trunk about the Hall of Fame too. But, but um, anyway, there's a lot of good stuff out there that people should start to resource to, to, to catch up on you and to, to, and, to, and, to, and to get kind of joined in with it, you know? And, I think and, so with the new record that, that will, you know, that always makes people go backwards. So there's been a lot of uh, uh, interest from, for the new singles that we did and that will be from the new record. Uh, so then people say, what else do they got? And they go back if they just mm -hmm. covered us with this record, which is usually what goes on. They get, you know, they get the new record and they go, oh, look, there's like a million other things that they the did. Backwards, the backwards deep dive. Yeah, they go in the deep dive and uh, some of which they like, some which they might not, whatever. You know, everyone's different and every the records are all different. So, uh, uh, I mean, there's a, there is a, a thread that binds everything, but there are some very different avenues in some of those records. I think it was neat what I heard would turn me on to you guys was, was quite a while back, actually. And and sometimes comparisons aren't always good or they are good, but then they feel like you're always being compared to the band. Was it was is if you're a fan of Deep Purple, which I love so much, mm -hmm. you will like and I, their newer stuff. How great is the new stuff? Even though his voice has changed, it, the new stuff is fantastic. Oh, it, it, I mean, he's wonderful, Ian Gillen. Yeah, regardless oh, wow. of what era. Yeah, it, but it's still a great voice. Like he's he's yeah. pops yeah. in that book. He's tops. Now, saying that, you guys don't sound like Deep Purple. There's a similarity family tree. If you like that type of music, you'll have to like Virgil Steel, in my eyes. You know, and that's what I got to. I'm like, all right, they don't sound like Deep Purple at all. But I get why people are comparing them because of the organ, the very melodic voice. You know, it, it's a good company to be in, really. <laughs> yeah, sure. Absolutely. But you don't I, sound I, you like know. Deep Purple, though. Oh, so yeah, I want yeah, people to understand yeah. that. They're, they're their own, if you like that type of music, this is the perfect band for you, you know? 
it's a, it's a good, good gateway drug, gateway drug band to get into, to follow you guys. Um, the songwriting process for you, is it just you writing? Like, I think you, you probably write like a lot of it is mostly on, on, um, on the organ, right? Or keyboard or piano or, or whatever. Cause it's very melodic first yeah. and then you guys make it heavy. Yeah. Well, it's, it's all built in to the, uh, it's baked in, inside the cake, if you will. All that sort of metal, it still sounds like that if I just did it on the piano with the vocal, you know? It's all built in. It's not like we need the cosmetics to make it that way. I mean, that stuff aids and abets for certain ears, you know, that want that. But, you know, the aggression and, and the strength of it all, the understanding of it is all there even just with one instrument and, and the vocal that's why i've gone out and we've done stripped down gigs edward and i went out there one acoustic guitar i didn't even play any keyboards and just hang and uh we did lots of shows that way and, and on that gothic voodoo anthems record uh we did some stuff which is mainly just the uh piano and vocal and stuff like that to show how the songs are built so yeah what goes on is usually i sit down at the instrument and uh come up with what I come up with. And then, um, especially on, on the on the list, several several records, and then I'll sit there with uh, Edward, I'll show him what I've written, he learns it, and we record it straight away. He's very, very fast like that, you know? And there, I mean, there are other records where I've sat with Edward and we've written songs together. He's got an idea, I come in and, and we, we, we build it together. Other times I've got an idea, he comes in and, and uh, we bounce all, uh, ideas with each other and it goes from there. Uh, songs like, uh, you know, Wine of Violence, whatever example, something that we wrote together. Um, but he's the kind of guy that's just, he isn't really, he's not interested that um, he's got to be, have written something on the track. He just wants to play on something, which is really nice for me, because he's just like, is a real champion of the music, which is great. Like when I remember when I wrote, I Will Come For You on, uh, from the Marriage album, he was just all jazzed up to play it. He didn't write anything on it. He was just really th thought it was a great track and, uh, you know, went to bat for it. And that's the kind of guy he is. And I'm lucky to uh, have him as a friend and to be in the group. He's wonderful. Well, that's that's, you know, that's nice. fantastic to hear that. Because, I mean, and honestly, I mean, every group and every songwriting thing has its own dynamic. Sometimes it's like fire and ice and they make these great songs. Sometimes they work together. Sometimes they layer together all different ways. And I always like to hear the journey of the songwriting because it's always amazing that it still comes out to be a certain way, <laughs> no matter how people make it. But to hear this is great. And, and, and it does one of the, my favorite sayings is, is are you, you know, with all bands and my favorite music is, and it goes to any of my music is, are you serving the song? And as a player, he serves the song to what it needs. And that's really what it comes down to. We're not overplaying it. And he's, he's a very tasteful. And I want to say for me, he's a fantastic guitar player. And he's very tasteful in his sound yeah. and his tone. And more people should know about him as a player because he's really good. But he doesn't have to oh, overplay. He plays to the song, though. So it, it doesn't always seem as flashy because it's very important that he, he honors the music, the journey. Yeah, that's exactly the way he's built. He's not about that. He doesn't have to, like, step all over a thing. You know, that's not his thing. But on stage, yeah. He can. Oh, he can. He oh. can do it, though. He can do it. Yeah. He just doesn't have yeah, to do it. He rips it out and uh, yeah, he enjoys doing that. And, and uh, I encourage that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he, uh, he excels at that. So uh, yeah, that's the, uh, that's the nature of the beast. Recording is different. Live is live. And sometimes never the twain shall meet, <laughs> you know? Now I, there is a live piece, I think actually on YouTube, if I'm correct, it was just you, it was like you're talking about just you doing vocals and um, another piece. It sounded fantastic. Yeah. yeah I would love 
to like if you did like a full album like that or something or, or recorded something live on the road like an acoustic thing and just did it for the fans or, or something you know because We've it sounded great something like that thank you man we've got something like that on the the later version the reissue of invictus there's an extra disc in there called fire spirits and that's all that style okay. yeah i haven't heard that part i've heard it I heard that was more live stuff that we did in uh uh basically my living room just uh straight up not even multi-track just the guitar and the on the vocal are on the same yeah. well and it's great i mean because you look you look back and 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 some of your favorite bands i mean i love the bands i always lean back to the 60s and 70s obviously i love 80s and whatever whatever because it's real the song holds true and i'm like this doesn't surprise me it sounds great but i'm like it holds true to how the song was written very yep. raw and very empty. And if you can do that with any song and then you make it big and puffy and put the details on it, a good, a good song with all kinds of great stuff on it too, can be fantastic. It can be oh, yeah. del oh, yeah. deliciously oh, yeah. decadent with all kinds of bells oh, yeah. and whistles. You sure, know? But sure. You gotta do it right. You gotta do it right though. You gotta, you gotta know when to, when to stop, when to say, well, but hearing it stripped back is still the basis of the, of, of the food, the meal. And that's something that plays well to you as a musician and to, and to your band. Cause I mean, those are the songs. That's it. You know, if you can if you can strip it naked and it still works, then you know you've got it. And that's that's when I say, all right, it's working in this way. Let's bring it in the studio and let's let's put it on the album. If it didn't make that, then it wouldn't get on the on the record. You know, okay, that's not grown up yet. Maybe it'll never grow up. Put it, you know, on the shelf there. And sometimes you revisit it. Sometimes you know, I have thousands of cassettes with ideas and stuff that you know for, along the way. Yeah, and some some have uh, blossomed and uh, are on the records, and some have yet to be uh, they're fully explored. So this always because I'm always writing, always writing new things, and so you don't always go back to those. You're always like, oh, I just got this, and I have my cassette player sitting cassette, mind you, sitting on the piano with this like built-in microphone, and when I like something, all right, let's document that so we don't forget it. And uh, or sometimes I don't document it. I want to see if the brain remembers it, then I know it's good, and then I work from there and once it's built once it's there and arranged on cassette then i'll bring it in the studio i'm not one of these guys uh who goes into the studio and, and puts on all the gear and starts writing that's not how i do it i always go from the real basic format where i actually writing i'm not i'm not trying to track the song before it's been written you know that's right. a different thing. yeah that would that would give me anxiety i gotta say like when bands would do, so do that, especially a while back the big labels, they go into the studio and write in the studio. The thought of sitting there trying to think about something with all that money would have given me an anxiety attack. And I couldn't, I would, I'm like, this is a waste. But yeah, <laughs> but that being said, like, when you were, I, mean, I know, but, but, but like when you're writing, because you also play acoustic guitar and regular guitar and stuff, are you playing your instruments? Like, like, I guess when I feel like an average day for you, are you picking up instruments and singing and strumming or like just you sit down, you're writing mode? Because some artists, when they're not touring, they put their stuff away. They don't do anything and they take a break. Some artists are like, I have a guitar or a piano in almost every room. And I, you know, some, some yeah. are like, I get up every day from eight o'clock to 12 o'clock. I've heard this eight o'clock, 12 o'clock. I'm doing this. Or on this date at this time, we're starting the album. And that was Jeff Tall actually. Ian Anderson says, I said, the next album is going to be done on this date at this time. I said, wow, it's pretty precise. He goes, I was late. I said, nine o'clock. It was like 10 o'clock. And he was like down on himself. I'm like, that's pretty precise. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. But, but oh, yeah. what I'm, I'm always, there's, there's, I'm there's always a, a way. Okay. 
I'm always writing. I'm never not writing. I'm always in, in either I'm, I got an idea for a lyric and I'll, so I'll jot that down and I'll build on that later or, uh, or I'll stay with it till it's done. You know, sometimes we just don't want to let it go or I got a musical idea. I, I could be out there mowing the lawn and all of a sudden I get this, this flash and then I say, oh, lawn's got to wait. I run to the keyboard, do my bit, document it, go back, finish the lawn, come back, finish the song. You know? Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> that's the way it is. If you're, that's what, I mean, I think of myself more as a writer, you know, composer than I do as a singer. You know, I, that's, that's my main thing. So I'm always, I'm always doing that. Have it's you never, written for I'm never artists? Have you written Sorry? For have you done any writing for other artists? It seems like you have some yeah. material. I have done some, some writing. Yeah, yeah. There was a girl, a singer who was in a band called Skylark. I don't know if you know them. They're from Italy. And uh, she did an EP. She had a bunch of lyrics and some, you know, scattered melodies and whatnot. And I, I wrote all the music for that and arranged all that. And she did, did it in my studio. That was a while back. Um, generally, I don't write for other people because, you know, whatever I do, everybody wants to, in the, the band wants to use it for the Burton Steel. So uh, it stays generally intact with the, with the group. Which is not but a bad not, problem. It's a good problem to have. It's just like because you seem to be very prolific and the structures of your songs are so good to be a young band that needs some help. That's some good material. You know, I, you know I'm, I'm not, I'm not opposed to it. If someone wants to do something of that nature and uh, reaches out, you know, I, I will entertain the thought. I'm very uh, approachable in that way. Yeah. It, you know, it's funny. You, you said something that made me laugh and I'm not, I don't, it sounds like I'm name dropping. I'm not, but we're talking the process of songwriting and you said, sometimes you record it. I love to use a cassette player because I love like anything old myself because I'm old. And um, <laughs> so that's why I like old things. <laughs> but, 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 but sometimes the old process is easier. Like I like to play my guitar and, or play my record player or sometimes it's just nice to just disconnect. Yeah. But, but as far as the song though, like writing it down and recording to me seems very important because I, I have a horrible memory. We're talking to Glenn Matlock, a uh, bass player from Sex Whistles, when they were writing the Sex Whistles album, it's tough because, because you know, when I write a song, he goes, I might be out taking a walk or something. He goes, or whatever comes to me, he goes, I've been taking a lot of walks. So that's kind of the the, the, uh, the speed of my songs. You know, and he was talking about singing songs at that base. Oh, I am an antique yeah. Christ. Like, but he said, but he says that one of the things that he goes, he goes, I don't write it down or anything. He goes, I remember it. He goes, and if I don't remember it, if I can't remember it, why would anybody else remember it? So that's his benchmark. Well, that's yeah. I couldn't yeah. do that because I forgot my kid's name still. I don't know my dog's name half the time. It would not be fair <laughs> for me to judge that. You know what I'm saying? If I can't remember your name, who's going to remember your name, kids? You know, you, you got, to me, that's it's it. different. That's though, it. I well, yeah. yeah. I, uh, you know, I'll, sometimes I'll, I'll do I'll do a bit on my little tape and then uh, put it away in a, a week or so or whatever later. I'll listen back and I'll listen to all those ideas. Oh, wow, I really like that. I didn't remember what I what I played so I gotta learn it again so oh, yeah. yeah wow that's really good and you build it and that's that's also another way that you know it's it's if it's exciting you like you're listening to uh you know something by Led Zeppelin or whatever then then you know yeah. ah I'm onto it so let me stay with that yeah and if it doesn't excite me then I was like eh you know it was a finger exercise something like that <laughs> well it's never wasted because it's always practice it for for the better good and I think I've done that when I've done things or I've read things I've done whether it's been on media or with the show and stuff in the past, I forget things and I go back to it. And I read something. I'm like, Oh, that was me who wrote that. Oh, I, I don't, how I got, that was good. I don't care. I forgot. I came up with that. I actually thought somebody else did it. It was like, yeah. you know, so it's nice to see. It's almost like, <laughs> forget it. I, I relearned. I did something. It's a surprise. You know, it's magic. It's, 
but it's, it's a test. Yeah. It's a test if you can go back and actually like it with fresh ears again or fresh eyes on that. On it is. That it, it, def it definitely is. Yeah, and I I listen to uh, all the Verdon Still records as if I would listen to uh, Zeppelin or Queen or whatever else. I mean, I for my own enjoyment. That's why we make them, you know, because uh, uh, years ago we were like, we're not hearing stuff always that we want to listen to so let's create our own you know that mm -hmm. kind of a thing all right so there it is and uh yeah. you know that's and it's also like it's it i mean all these all these lyrics it all relates to where i was at at any given moment in my life so when i listen to it like there i am i remember that relates to this person or you know thing or whatever it was you know so it, it all comes flashing back in the old transom with your songwriting now, though, and, and like with this new album, like you're not slowing down. You guys, like I said, 1982, you know, and the, the, the music stays similar. Obviously, the songs as a songwriter have gotten better. Not that they were bad, but they become a little more, more intricate, more layers yeah. to them. Obviously, the production's gotten better. I think the production probably killed some of the earlier albums because I think I listened to it. I'm like, man, that's a great song. I just, I went to school for recording prior to doing this, like a long time ago, like 1990, uh, 1990. I went to school for actually analog recording. Um, great. And then, uh, and digital. My point is, I'm very critical about production songs. And, I've, and so, I mean, it's no insult, but I mean, the first couple albums, I'm like, man, there's some great songs in there. Even if they were just produced just a little bit more with certain things showing better, gosh. Sure. You know? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's there's no money. No, it's no not money a thing towards you guys by any means. I mean, it's everyone was in that spot. I'm just saying, back then, even if the songs were good, they just yeah. If uh, if um, somebody listened to it now, it might seem like not as popping. You have to listen to it and really listen to it because some of the stuff nowadays that would be up more in the mix just weren't there yet because economy of of, of, of recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a first record we did in less than a week. Uh, basically live in the studio and um, it was a track and uh, we had very limited budget and it was a really, really small studio and uh, the engineers were just getting underway with their craft and whatnot. And, you know, we, it was as good as it was going to be. At it's that still point. pretty good though. It's, that's the thing. I mean, it's not, I'm not knocking it. I'm just talking about the, yeah, no, I get thing. It. You know, it's not bad, but I'm saying, but I'm giving you credit to those albums. Like the songwriting was, has always been really good out of the gate. You know what I mean? It just wasn't because you're because it, your your music. I think actually, even if I had other producers, I think it takes a special kind of production to bring out. To, oh, most music though. I mean, if you don't favor the right part, or you don't do the right part from some music, it won't pop. And I think yeah, you know, you've you've got to the engineers got to understand what it is you are uh, trying to do musically. You know, sometimes they want to. Uh, put their own stamp on there, which doesn't always work for the right. what you were trying to do. We've had a share of that over the years and whatnot. Uh, a lot of battles gone on, but um, at the end of the day, uh, we managed to to nail down what it was we were the emotion, the, uh, the the violence, the violent beauty of what we were trying to do, you know, and get it all out there and uh, show people what what it was. And I, I, you know, I listened to even those marriage records. That, those were also done really, really quickly uh but the engineer was uh you know pretty cool and in, in, in getting uh down what we wanted to get get going um yeah so it we had no budgets either for either of those records but uh whatever it was it was and it worked and we're still around still doing it so uh yeah. you know and i still listen to those records and everything else we've done so uh as i do too i do too that's i'm not a knock that's what i'm saying i just 
it feels like I don't feel like I was knocking you by any means. I'm not. I'm saying no, no, I get, I, I get I, I've read at. people talk. I've read things about it, and it kind of bothers me because I'm like, I think I wanted to talk about it wasn't that the songs have always been good, just the, the wrong production. You know, someone trying to make you sound like one thing that you're not. It's not going to be flattering for anybody. If somebody want to make Aerosmith sound like a goth band, it's not going to sound good. You need somebody to make Aerosmith sound like a rock band. Like, so if you're not featuring certain things of the band, they're going to sound horrible. Yeah. Or yeah. Yeah. not to, to what they're supposed to be. You're like, that's not, who is that? So I'm saying that's, that the difference is, is hearing some of the music being spot on is the way the songs have always been. You know, that's the point. It's all a matter of, yeah, it's all a matter of uh, yeah, studio and fact. And it's all a, a matter of the moment, getting getting as good as it can be within that window of, of uh, time you got uh, yeah. hoping for the best and that's it some some records you know even the later ones I would have liked to spend more time on some of the atrius records as well and whatever all, all this stuff I was I've never been satisfied, you know a thousand percent satisfied with any of the records I always want to go in and and keep mixing them when we did the last box set um, after I delivered the record I was still mixing the record the three new ones I was still mixing stuff from them after we I delivered the record. So if I ever reissue that stuff, is this new mixes? <laughs> yeah. That's you know, it gets, gets very, very crazy after a while because you're 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 in there and you're in the space, and if there are not a lot of other people around you, uh, you know, sometimes if the band is not dropping in every now and again as, as they should be, so like 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 Edward would drop in and go, oh yeah, I love that's great, and then that that fuels you up, and you know, okay, maybe you stop working on that and you work on something else, and uh, after a while. Uh, if 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 this if somebody isn't doing that for 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 me, I'm thinking and I'm always like the worst critic. I was saying, I guess got to be better, got to be better. So I go back in and try to make it uh, better and whatever better is, you know. And I mean, people people uh, try to tell me about certain records. Oh, this record sounds amazing, and I listen to it and it sounds a complete crap to me. So I, I don't know what what they're they're getting. Everyone has different ears, and no one's ears are. Are the same, and and uh, and if everybody's sticking things in their ears, uh, who knows what what high end has been lost over the years? You know, so I'm not sure what some people are hearing, but whatever, it's all in the ear of the uh, beholder, and that's all fine and dandy, and uh, that's why I also like the stripped down versions of things. It's um it's more direct, you know. It's a like, boom, there it is. There's a song. There's the melody. Those are the chords, and uh, either you like it or you don't. Never mind all the cosmetics exactly i think and but it's easy for me to hear the greatness of everything you know especially when you hear the new stuff you know what it sounds like you can go back and go oh i get it. i get it now you hear the old stuff it's kind of for me it's even easier to go back and hear the old stuff because i'm like i kind of get what's going on now i didn't see that at first because i was listening to something different um but that yeah. being said so so the new album as we kind of wrapped this up i wanted to say like what's the plan now because we release some shows what are you gonna how are we gonna promote this I, besides you know Sure. We'd have some several videos. There'll be a few more videos. We might do one of those documentary movie things because uh, I've got some footage that we've been stockpiling. Uh, and then we are doing dates. We're going to Spain in August. We're also going to Crete and uh, we're going later on to Italy. So we're slowly adding shows uh, here. And I've been doing interviews since, I don't know, May. Uh, and uh, I think there's, there's more on the horizon and whatnot. So, yeah, we're, we're doing whatever we can do and whatever the label wants to do to uh, keep the thing moving. Just yesterday was, I believe, radio ads in the U.S., and there was, there was 
I'd assume. So that's a, that's a good uh, sign. Yeah. yeah. It's good. Well, I'm being a U.S. person. I'm, I'm from, I'm up in New England. So you're, you're pretty local. Considering All right. Cool. Tri-state. Where, where, right? where, where are you in, in New England? I'm actually outside oh, of Harvard. Okay. I mean, so, yeah, okay. Not too far away from where you guys are. Um, it's good to see some some hometown people, so, you know, our area, the coast. Now, bands doing that. Do you think you, you? I think, and this is just, I think not just you guys, but I think what really kept a lot of bands going, especially during grunge, was was Europe's love for metal and 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 um, not flip flopping and styles of music. They've always been pretty loyal. Do you find your yeah. audience is probably more loyal? And you've had certain places over in Europe that that have held on because it's they like what they like and doesn't change. Whereas the American music market is so finicky for everyone. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, they uh, if they liked you then, generally they still like you today. And uh, they are there's more on for Wooden Steel anyway because because the labels we've been on have always been mostly over there. Yeah. Um, so and we've done much more, much more touring over there. So yeah, that's the other thing. That's a lot of bands that do that. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty awesome. I know. It I just works. I don't know why. Well, maybe I don't know. In a way, it, it, the band always, I guess, sounded more European than, than an American band. You know, it didn't sound like uh, Van Halen or Bon Jovi or Motley. It was it's more like, you know, like you said, Deep Purple or right. Queen, Zeppelin, that sort of other things, UFO, whatever whatever you want to you know, mention. Yeah. Um, so that might be the reason. But we, we were actually... Music for Nations, MFN1. We were the very first release from this new English label when we, we did the uh, second album. Uh, yeah. And then they put out our first album also. After us, they signed Rat, Metallica, Man War, et cetera, Wasp, you know, but we were MFN1. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty cool. The brain right. Yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. This, this, I want to thank you. This has been fun. I, I've enjoyed this. I've been a fan for quite a while. I think. You're quite a niche artist. I don't think enough people have been able to check out because of one thing or the other, because someone's like, you know, they don't like image and it has to be just a rock band or it has to be like, you know, it's because with you guys, it's a package. And I think people just need to open their ears and listen to some great music, you know. Thank you, man. Thank you, Sean. Well, you're spreading the word. So that's, uh, yeah, that's why I'm you're on here. More folks will know. Yeah, that's right. Thank Absolutely. you. Yeah. People yeah. check out the album at, you said, actually June 30th. So that's like in like a couple of days. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So check it out. Thanks, man. I want to thank you for being on the show. You, you take care. Thank you, Sean. Good to chat with you. Be well. Take, take, take care. care. Bye. Yeah.